Hello, my little brothers and sisters, and welcome to Contemplakid, where I hope that you can come to personally know Jesus through your imagination and the gospel, just like the saints did. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Recently, we were on vacation and we went to a parish where the pastor there was an African priest. And during his homily, several times he would say, God is good. And everybody in the church would say, all the time. And then he'd say, all the time. And they'd say, God is good. So let's give it a try. I'm going to say, God is good. And you say, all the time. God is good. Now I'm going to say, all the time. And you say, God is good. All the time. Amen. God is good all the time. We should wake up every morning and say, God is good all the time. No matter what happens today, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your goodness. I praise your name. And if we started every day that way and tried to live our day thinking God is good all the time, oh my goodness, we would be so much happier. If there's one thing I could impress upon you or teach you, it is that the key to happiness is being thankful. Because if we always focus on on ourselves and what we don't have, rather than being thankful for what we do have, we'll just be sad and frustrated and irritated. But when we are focusing on being thankful for what we have, we we get joy. We want to praise God who has given us all these good things. And that is the heart of a Christian. So uh, we do it a little bit differently today. It's another parable. Jesus is back in the temple, but I'm going to tell the parable first, and then afterwards we're going to we're going to close our eyes and, and meditate with Jesus. So today's readings uh, are all about vineyards, and vineyards would be like a garden where you would plant all these grapevines. And you would make sure the soil was just right and you'd build a wall around it so that nobody could get at it. And it would just be a beautiful place, this vineyard. And then the grapes would grow. And when harvest time came, you would harvest them and eat them or turn them into wine. And so in in the Sunday readings, you're going to hear the word vineyard a whole lot. And the parable that Jesus tells, he's talking to the chief priests and scribes in the temple again. And he tells them, there was a landowner, a wealthy man, who planted a vineyard. He put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, built a tower, and then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. Now, tenants would have been farmers who didn't own land. They were too poor to own land. And so someone who did own land would hire them to take care of his land. And in exchange, they would get to keep some of the harvest, some of the crops, but they would have to give the rest of it back to the landowner in payment. And so when vintage time drew near, which means harvest time for the, for the grapes and the wine, the rich man sent his servants to the tenants, the farmers who were farming the, the vineyard, to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized his servants. One they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. So again, the rich man sent his his other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but the tenants treated his servants in the same way. Finally, the rich man sent his son to them, thinking, they will respect my son. 
But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, they threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. And Jesus asked the priests and the people, What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? And they answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper time. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. That is the end of the gospel. So this is another parable. And it tells a story, but the story is actually meant to teach us something about something else. And in this case, the rich man is God and the vineyard is the earth. And God creates the earth and he makes it beautiful and he makes it good and he makes it ready to bear fruit and to give us joy. And then he makes us and we are the tenants of the vineyard. We are meant to take care of the vineyard, to keep some of its fruits but to give some of them back to God. But instead, sometimes we want to keep all everything in the vineyard. We want it to be our vineyard. We want to make heaven on earth. We want this to be ours. We don't want this wealthy landowner to be telling us what to do. And so we don't give God the fruits of his vineyard. And so what Jesus is saying is, if you don't aren't thankful for the vineyard that God has given you, and you don't give God back the fruits, then you will have no place in the kingdom of heaven. God will find other people to come to the kingdom of heaven. And so for you, my little brothers and sisters, what are the fruits that God wants from you? In the Old Testament, God says, I don't desire sheeps or lambs or goats. I desire a sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise. So that is the fruit that the Lord is asking of you, is to be thankful and to praise his name. So let us close our eyes and let us pray to the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. And I want you to imagine that Jesus is is finished speaking. And he goes back and he's staying in Bethany, staying at the house of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And evening is falling and he's sitting in their garden. And it's it's a beautiful garden. You kind of see the lights from the house glowing in the garden. The night's starting to get a little cool, but it's, it's a good cool after the heat of the day. Jesus is sitting on this bench under this tree. And I want you to walk over and sit down next to him on the bench. And I want you to thank him for all of the things he has given you. Just start listing off the things that you want to tell him that you are thankful for. Because at this time, Jesus is close to dying on the cross. This is the week that he will die on the cross in the Gospels. When he's preaching in the temple, it's because he's there to eventually die on the cross. And so he's probably sad this week. And 
if you tell him all the things you are thankful for, that will give him a little bit of joy that there is one tenant in his vineyard who is thankful for the vineyard and all the things that he has given him. And when you are done, thank him for this time together and tell him you'll see him at Mass. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. 